Okay, and we're off. We are we are officially recording. Welcome back to the Zennial Podcast. Truth of our youth. Truth of our youth. That's right. And we were talking real quick. I'm Steve Wozniak. That's Marty over there. You can't see us. We can see each other. Marty is drinking coffee out of his haunted mansion mug. I have my Walt Disney World mug here. It is Saturday morning on the East Coast here. I don't know when this is going to come out. Probably, probably Monday, maybe Tuesday. Um, so yeah, so Marty and I threw this podcast together to just kind of talk about all things 80s and 90s, the movies, toys, uh, games, music, things like that. A Zennial is someone who grew, uh, was born in the late 70s, early 80s, and we, we both fit that mold. Yeah, definitely fall into that category. And is that, is that the, the right pronunciation? Is it Zennial or is it Xennial? There was an old CBS report of some, some fuddy-duddy older people that called it Xennials, but it's not called an, ex, it's not an Xylophone or an Xerox machine. It's, <laughs> That's a good you know point. What I mean? Good so point. We're, so we're, we're going to go, go with Zennial. Zennial. Mm-hmm. All right, great. So yeah. um, taking it back to our Friday nights as children that were spent with ABC and TGIF and the shows we grew up watching um, and the changes in the lineup throughout the years, uh, our favorite stuff and what those um, shows look like uh, over time. Yep. Yep. So I guess uh, TGIF started in the late eighties. I was just a little, I was just a little P just about then. It originally stood for thank God it's Friday and uh, thank goodness. It's funny. I guess we're, we're, we're we're the two things. I, I didn't know that one. Well, I think they got rid of those when some of the duds came on. And they yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's very uh, ambitious. Thank yeah, so th- it's funny. I mean, some of these were not funny. No, yeah, they, they, they weren't. But I remember coming home on Friday nights and we'd have, uh, you know, we'd have baseball or stuff going on up at the school or we'd be getting back from, you know, my parents' friends' houses. And, you know, we would just kind of, you know, lay in bed with my parents or lay on their floor and watch some of these, uh, watch some of these shows on TV. It was mainly for the 18 to 49 demo is what they were going for originally. Um, that's, but, a broad, you know, that's a very broad uh, age range they were shooting for. It is. You know, and I was what? I was, you know, like 10, 11, really, when I was watching it. So Yeah, and me, um, the memories that come back to me is my grandparents, my sister and I both spent a weekend night with my grandparents. And my night was Fridays, and my sister's night was, was Saturdays. Mm. So when I was up at my grandparents, it was always either baseball or TGIF. And that's that's all we ever watched. So I have very sentimental attachment to that lineup just because it, it does uh invoke that nostalgia for me of, of being at my grandparents house and watching these shows yeah and not to d- dive too deep into it you know i mean i guess but that i guess that's what this is for is a lot of these um a lot of these shows were were family-based shows and you kind of um you kind of are living not not living with the fan but they're they're going through things that you're going through and you can kind of relate to the shows which is why i think it was a, uh, you know, it was, it was fun for me to, to watch as a kid because it was stuff I could relate to. Um, you know, not all of it, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so Perfect Strangers, I guess, was one of the first shows on TGIF. Yeah, and I remember mm-hmm. Balky, Bartokamos, um, and mm-hmm. Colson Larry. And right. the only episode I specifically recall, the one that stuck with me, is Balky goes on a winning streak betting on football games. Oh, nice. And like some Rain Man stuff. Well, kind of. And, right. you know, they, they can't figure out how he keeps winning. Mm-hmm. And he finally explains his methodology where it's like uh, the animal mascot. He's like, well, if a tiger or a bear is fighting a dolphin, of course, 
the bear will win. So his logic was just, well, yeah, if we're looking at these team names and we're actually talking about nature, of course they're going to win. And that's how he wins all these, these football games. I mean, that, I mean, that does make sense. I can't remember the last time the Utah Unicorns won anything. <laughs> that's there's, very yeah, true. There's something to and, – and Perfect Strangers, I think a lot of it was over my head, but I, I, did, like, I did like the goofiness of Balfour yeah, and, the goofiness and all the shenanigans. And, yeah, and him um, – I remember in the intro, he's like riding a donkey in the old country – Right. Um, so no, it was, it was interesting. And I think it was a spinoff of something somehow, or maybe there was a spinoff of that show. There was a spinoff of that and it's mind boggling. Do you know what it right. is? I, I do not. The spinoff of perfect strangers was family matters. Uh, uh, it was, was, Oh, that's right. Because Harriet was like the male lady or something. Right. Yeah. But it, it was just one of those cases where the spinoff was nothing like the original, I read that and I thought it was just someone goofing on Wikipedia. Yeah, but apparently that is a that is the case. No, I, I now that you mention it, I do recall that. But I think she had it. it, it yeah, they're not tied together at all. Um, but yeah, Harriet was in the show. Joe Marie Payton, if I'm recalling the intro mm -hmm. credits correctly, um, was in the show as like a male lady or something, and right. was the same character. But the, the shows did not tie together whatsoever. Yeah, made no sense. Right. So it was really just, this isn't really a spinoff. We're just going to take this person and put them right. over here. Right. Um, so I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess some of the big, the big ones that were on there, there were some duds in this lineup, but you know, we were just talking before the podcast started. I mean, you're we'll rattle off some of the big ones here. There were perfect strangers, full house, Mr. Belvedere, which I was a big fan of. I loved Mr. Belvedere family matters, dinosaurs, step-by-step -step, boy meets world, hanging with Mr. Cooper, sister, sister, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Then there was there were some other ones on there. Just yeah, the we ten had of a, us. Yeah, just the ten of us. And uh, I think really late in the in the run, uh, the Clueless. Uh, they made a a sitcom out of Clueless that that ran there uh, towards the end of TGIF's lifespan. Yeah, it was on for one season, and then it moved to UPN after that. Where we're all, <laughs> UPN. We're all things, yeah, we're all things is that go still to a, die. is that is that yeah, is that still a channel? Well, then wasn't it like the WB? And then it was just... I feel like UPN and the WB came out at the same time and were actually uh, competing channels. Really? I, I don't know. I could yeah. be making that up completely. Um, probably released the same time as Spike TV, which is gone. Uh, but, you know, it gave me lots of entertainment from uh, MXC and watching those, yeah. uh, watching them all. Hurt there was also Spike TV, but there's also Spice Channel, which was something completely different. Yeah, those are very different things. Um, you needed a, um, a different kind of cable box to watch Spice. Yeah, well, that that is uh, that's true. That's another that's another podcast. But you talked about Mr. Belvedere, and and you like that one. And the funny thing is, I I know that I liked that show, and I remember uh, the premise, right? But other than uh, the theme song at the very beginning and and the little ending, like I think it's maybe we can live the good life yet, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, I don't remember any specific episodes. None of the premise, other than you know, it's a butler. Um. I don't, I don't recall it, but I know I enjoyed it. Ask me what I remember about the show. What, what do you remember about the show, Steve? Absolutely nothing. Okay, but so I we're like, on the same but, page. But I, but I liked it. I remember it, it must have just been inoffensive and cool, and I'm just like, oh, man, he's part of the family. Hmm, good for him. Right. You know? It's just except this uh, old British man uh, to hang out with their family. And, and I oh, I do remember him writing in his journal at the end of each yeah. episode because he was in, like, his – old timey nightcap like you know the one right. that they walk around with the little candle on the on the thing and yeah. um he would write jot down his thoughts on the day and it was always something profound yeah uh, that well that's like uh 
That's like a uh, Reverend Run would sit in his bathtub and and write things on his BlackBerry. This is very <laughs> very similar to that. But I guess Mr. Belvedere, this is not TJF related, really set the precedent for uh for British butlers, you know. So Jeffrey from Fresh Prince has him to thank for that, I imagine. Yeah, and uh, eventually we get Ass Jeeves. Um, so that's, that's all Mr. Belvedere related, where you ask a fake butler to Google things for you. Um, that did not that did not go so well. No. Um, so yeah, Mr. Belvedere, Perfect Strangers, they were both um, part of the initial lineup. Uh, two years later, we get probably the biggest uh, TGIF show to ever air, which is is Full House. Full House is one of the greatest television shows of all time. And even when it was bad, and even when it was a bad episode, it was still pretty good. It's it's like cold pizza. It's cold, but it's still pizza. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the duds were uh, entertaining, especially for our age bracket uh, mm-hmm. at that time, right? So you, you always have that um, the age difference in the kids. So you got the Michelle, who's the little baby, and she grows as the show grows. And uh, DJ becomes, you know, a young adult and you watch that transition. And then Stephanie kind of evolves from, um, the Michelle, what Michelle's character becomes is what Stephanie starts as. And then she just right. becomes a smart ass towards the end, making fun of Kimmy. Yeah, no, that, yep. That's a, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But it was, I think what was so mind boggling to me with the, with the Tanner family is how, <clears throat> how jaded they must've been. They backstage passes at the smash club, the beach boys in their living room, like every Tuesday hanging out, yeah, p- partying concerts. Like, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, you drive a convertible through the house. You don't even get in trouble. Like it's, Mm-mm. and that wall's back in a week. Wall's back in a week. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, the contractors, no, they, got, they, uh, they did get into some shenanigans. <clears throat> no, they certainly did. Do you remember when uh, Stephanie was playing, was playing baseball? And she was uh, playing against her boyfriend. Oh, my God. Trivia for you. Okay. Her boyfriend's name was Brett. Remember to do the heartbeat thing? Brett, 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 Brett. Oh, God. Do you remember the name of the pitch that she used to strike him out? I do not. The Tanner Twister. Oh, God. Yeah. Because of course it was, right? They were practicing it in that little postage stamp backyard of theirs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that they, uh, you know, that San Francisco house, um, it's been used in in numerous TV shows, movies. Um, you always see that same backdrop. I'm trying to remember specifically. I think it's in So I Married an Axe Murderer. They use that same backdrop in San Francisco. Fight um, Club. Yeah, Fight Club. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, that was actually it was the basement of the tent. They tore down the uh, recording studio, and that's where mm-hmm. they held um, Fight Club when they filmed that 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 movie. And that was also the opening scene of Saw One. Was was on the same the same. <laughs> that's set. also that's also the Tanner <laughs> basement. Oh my! All God. right. Well, that that went off on a tangent. Um, so yeah, Full House, and then we get to uh, Just the Ten of Us, which mm-hmm. was a spinoff, believe it or not, of Growing Pains. Right. Um, we're not going to go into growing pains because that was never on TGIF. No, and it never but, really resonated with me. Just the 10 of us, I don't think, did either. I think it was just something See, I really, I really liked that show. I thought it was funny. It was a bunch of kids. There was like one boy and 38 girls, or I think it was seven. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was kind of a... Um, what was the... It wasn't Different Strokes, obviously. What was the other one uh, with all the girls when we were growing up? Um, old oh, fa- Facts of Life? facts of life yeah it was kind of like they tried to recreate facts of life um with you know a younger twist i guess and i enjoyed it i enjoyed graham lubbock 
as the dad. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was a basketball coach, which never made a whole lot of sense to me because I think he was like a cop in just mm. the 10 of us. And he just packs up the car and, and now he's coaching basketball. Right. And before we go, we, we go any further forward, but we have not mentioned Boy Meets World. Well, we haven't gotten there. Yet. Okay, I'm just but in my but I am my initial list here. I don't want people to think I'm sleeping on it. You know, Danny would have been on. Our friend Danny is is a Boy Meets World expert. We'll have him on one of these days to uh to discuss it. But I don't want him getting upset and wrecking his car as he uh as he listens to this. But my problem with just the ten of us was it wasn't it wasn't spicy enough for my feeble little mind. I wanted someone to you know make a time machine, put on a jetpack, and go through the roof, crash oh, a convertible God. through the wall, lose. Uh, you know, Comet in the streets of San Francisco. I needed a little, a, a little adventure, and that show did not do it for me. I know what you're talking about now, but initially I thought you said a loose comet in the streets of San Francisco. A loose so, comet in the. It would explain a lot. It would. Um, but no. So, and I think a lot of people agree with you on just the ten of us because it only lasted for two seasons. So Good. it Bye. was not. It was not a smash success. Uh, so that one runs from 1988 to 1990, mm-hmm. and then in 1989. Urkel yep. World comes on. Urkel World, baby. Yeah. What's up, baby? So Family Matters comes in, and it starts out as this, uh, what's supposed to be a very wholesome show um, about, you know, African-American family growing up and, and some of the trials they face. Um, it was one of the first shows I remember where they just disappeared a character um, in, in the youngest daughter, Judy, throughout the show's lifetime. She just, it was like uh, the Brady Bunch with cousin whoever that walks up, uh, cousin Oliver walks up the stairs. Oh, my God, what a throwback. Yeah, I don't know how I pulled that one out of my hat. Um, but no, Family Matters uh, was one of the best TGIF shows um, that in my memory. Mm-hmm. But it quickly devolves into the Urkel show because mm-hmm. he's a smash hit, right? He's only supposed to be on the show for like an episode or two. He's supposed to be a right. very random character. And he literally invades the show and takes it over as it moves forward. And you get this dorky kid who's just trying to hang out with uh laura uh he's a nerd you know it's that classic nerd type person like the screech from saved by the bell right um but it becomes him you know building jetpacks and cloning himself and all these other things that make absolutely no sense and turn the show from this wholesome family story into just this circus of hilarity well yeah you, you can't you can't deny the ratings you have to go with the uh go with the hot hand but even it but it was funny that stuff when i was watching it didn't seem that insane to me and i think it no. was a nice i think it was a nice because you know i was cloning myself you know years before that even happened absolutely i mean but, uh, we've had that technology right so but yeah all the but all the characters i think the size of the family and then the extended family and the friends on that like waldo geraldo faldo is one of the funniest tv characters <laughs> of all of all time cool 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 He's like jazz. In, in the intro, he gets pummeled in the head with the basketball. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, man. But oh no, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. Growing up, this stuff, it didn't, you didn't recognize how absurd the premise was mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone back since all this stuff is now available on streaming services like Hulu. And I've gone back and I watched it. I'm like, yeah, this is really good. And then by season two, I'm like, why is Urkel flying through space? I don't understand anymore. Oh, that was like the last season where he was like a national hero. They thought they were going to lose him in outer space. And I was, it, it, it really jumped a shark. It probably but jumped Ur- a shark years before that, but we were just more... Uh, Urkelbot. Yeah, Urkelbot. Urkelbot. Yeah, and then what Stephane was it? Stefan uh, Urkel. Yep, Stefan Urkel. And, uh, oh man, you remember when Rachel's place burned down? 
Yeah, now I remember that. You know what Wait, my fa- yeah, But that was a grease. Yeah, uh, Urkel did that. It, right? No, no, no. It got, it got, well, I think he might have burned it down. There was it, one where uh, they tried to throw water on a grease fire. And that was then, Steve. That was Steve. I'm pretty sure. But then there was like a, like a gang that came through. And yeah, I place. thought it was like a hate crime or something, right? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what that how And how they, they wrote it? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm, 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 but I'm yeah, pretty sure. But that yeah, was that, a big that, deal for a lot of people when they when Rachel's place burned down. Well, yeah, and that and that was the beauty part of 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 shows like that. You know, all that stuff, you know, was un, unfortunately in the news and it's a it's a part of life, you know, then it's a part of life now, but it was um when you put it in the context of a, you know, 22 minute show with commercials, it's a lot easier to digest and it gets the point across for 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 younger people. I know that that resonated with me. Um, you know, I I, I obviously, you know, you can't you can't really put yourself in, in, in the shoes of that, not to, you know, talk about anything, you know, super serious, but as a kid, it at least gave me, you know, pause and it made me think for a minute. And I think that that was, that was a well done part of that show. Yeah. And family matters, uh, ties full house for the longest running, uh, TGIF series. Now family matters eventually moves, uh, towards the end to another channel. Um, I don't even remember that. I don't remember, um, that because apparently, uh, Joe Marie Payton gets replaced. There's a new Harriet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like Fresh Prince where it's she like got one Aunt Viv. Yeah, she got Aunt Viv, uh, but I think she was before Aunt Viv. So Aunt Viv got Harrieted. Harrieted. Oh, Harrieted. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Sounds I think my favorite full ha- or Family Matters episode was uh, when Carl took Steve on the, uh, the sting operation and Steve had to act like a gang member. Yeah. <laughs> and they found the wire. I think they found the wire on him. Carl had to go up and rescue him. And it was a whole thing. Yeah, it's, they did have some good ones before, you know, he started building crazy robots and whatnot. Yep. Um, he was good comedic relief, but then when he became basically the center of the show, I think is when it, it kind of lost its, its, I don't know, its, its sentimentality. Yeah, sure. um, so then as Family Matters is going through, we get to um, one of Jim Henson's favorite things, which is Muppets, and it's dinosaurs, right? That was mm-hmm. a dynamite phenomenon when that came out with the Not the Mama and all that nonsense. Right. Um, and that's really all I recall. I remember it was Earl and he worked for some other guy that was a puppet, but he was mean. And I think he had the classic, like fat guy at a desk with a cigar in his mouth, boss, uh, probably suspenders and probably pounding on the desk. And he was like a construction worker, wasn't he Earl? Yeah. Yeah. He he used to come home in a hard hat and the boss was, you know, bring me pictures of Spider-Man esque, um, kind of a jerk. And then they had the, the nuclear family with two and a half kids, um, son, daughter and the, and the you know the baby mm-hmm. and the baby became the urkel of that show he was the the star and then while we're you know, dinosaurs came in uh very very like well accepted and people were super into it but it only had a three-year run right. and if you want to talk about one of the most depressing endings of a show to ever air on a family network the meteorite hits the planet and they're extinct at the end you yeah. That's, I mean, my God, it doesn't get any darker than, I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. We just, you know, they could have just moved. Yeah, no, that's true. You didn't have that's to true. destroy the entire planet to end the show. I mean, my God, Jim. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little dramatic. Right. So then um, next one that comes up uh, chronologically, Step by Step, which yes. they refer to as a modern day Brady Bunch because yeah. it's the, you know, uh, the dad with kids and the mom with kids and they get together and then the, the kids have to kind of figure it out. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, I mean, all the, the, the theme songs of a lot of these shows, we just remember forever. The step-by-step one is awesome. I really like the opening montage. When I was little, I the would roller sit, coaster. 
yeah, I would sit in front of the TV and I would like do like a pinhole over my eye. So like I couldn't see anything else and it would be, I would try and see if I could get the sensation that I was uh, like going down the roller coaster. I was an idiot kid. That was like going down the roller coaster. And you guys can't see Steve, but he is literally putting his finger up to his eye trying yeah. to create a pinhole. Yeah. And that's um, what I would, that's what I would try and do when I, but no, they, they, they got some, uh, you know, well-known people to be the main stars of that show. They had Patrick Duffy, who I think was famous from Dallas and Suzanne Summers, who was mm-hmm. famous from, I think Thighmaster was after that, but I don't know where the hell she came from. But she was well known, right. um, and it's been they they all have what was it three kids each, right? Right. Um, and the uh, Stacy Keenan, who was known from like uh, My Two Dads, she was one of the people you may have recognized. They had Mark, who was the classic dork, you know, the sweater vest wearing glasses, and you know, always getting A's in school and. Um, the tomboy younger daughter um, right. for Patrick Duffy and the older Al, one. right? Huh? Al was her yeah, name. Al. They called her Al. Uh, and then uh, Cody. Yeah, Cody. I think he. It was. It was the. It was the Urkel formula. He wasn't there initially. And mm-hmm. what I what I think I liked about Step by Step was there was a. Uh, I mean, Cody lived in in a van in the driveway, and he was sweet. He was aloof. He had a lot of cool moments and they just accepted that there's this, there's this kid in the driveway and, and that's just where he lives. But when I grew up in Baltimore, we, uh, we lived in a semi-detached home neighborhood. So it was two homes, two homes, two homes, two homes. Right. Um, and in between our home and the home next to us, we had a shared driveway. There was a motor home in that driveway where this kid lived. And I'm like, man, this classic Cody. This is cool. This is just like the show. <laughs> and, Spoiler, um, it was not like the show. No, spoiler alert. So I don't remember Cody selling drugs out of his van. I don't remember Cody you weren't outside. mine and my sister's bikes. I don't remember Cody <laughs> fighting with people on our front lawn. Cody was a sweetheart and a national treasure, and this kid was nothing like him. And that's when we moved to the county, and I went to private. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. That's, all right. Well, there's uh, some insight into why Steve is the way Steve is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had no, you've never told me that story. I had no idea that you had a person slinging, slinging crack from a motorhome next to your house. Bro, it, was, it was ridiculous. That's right. why I mean, I'm from the two, one, two, three, four. I'm from the streets of Baltimore. Hardened. Yeah. Forged in iron. Yeah. You, you, you show it easy. cheese. Um, <laughs> forged in easy cheese. Yep. So now, now Steve, it's time. Okay. It's time. Uh, we're getting the boy meets world. Okay. Boy Meets World, um, I think for me, it's, it's still, that's one that I can go back and watch, and I still love every minute of it. And I think part of that is that when that show came out, it's released in 1993, so I'm 11, and Corey Matthews is right around that same age. Uh, and I grew up with him, and he um, grows up uh, in Philadelphia, and he's a huge baseball fan, and I remember the episodes where He's wearing the earpiece while he's in school so he can listen to the Phillies game. Right. Um, and then there's this big episode where his grandmother's supposed to take him to meet Cal Ripken. And then she bails on him and he's all disappointed. But then he goes to middle school. He's got his best friend. Uh, and then they start facing real world uh, situations as the right. show goes on. Like, they really grow uh, together. Right. And they they change some of the character dynamics as well. Right. So. Sean is always kind of a 
you know, deadbeat, but nice kid, you know, sweetheart, but, you know, grows up in the, in the broken home. And is yeah, renegade stay- wild child, but you know, a nice, a nice kid at heart. He's a, he's a, a, him and Corey are a good balance. Well, and I think that's the point, right? They're, they're, right. you're always trying to find that, um, that balance with, with those characters. And, um, you know, the, the school, Mr. Feeney, you know, Mr. Feeney's kind of like Wilson, right? Right. You know, he's, uh, he's always there. Of course he lives right next door to one of the biggest troublemakers in school and gives him right. the advice. But, you know, Mr. Feeney was kind of like that father figure as we, we grew up, right? right? He's always there giving advice and, um, you know, the kids grow up and when they, they, they just keep, you know, Topanga starts out as this completely aloof, like, uh, you know, hippie chick. Right. And then all of a sudden she was another one. Like she wasn't supposed to be a main character, but then became a main character um, as the yeah, show she, went forward. She, uh, she very much blossomed. <laughs> yeah. Um, much more pleasant to watch than blossom itself. Um, but anyway, I mean, that show holds a special place in, I think a lot of our generation's heart as we did grow up with that. Um, and the show ends and Mr. Feeney with the class dismissed and all that. And it's, it's like super emotional for, Oh, I know tearjerker. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least they didn't blow up the planet. Right. They did that. No, that's true. That's yeah, true. So that, that was, that was the alternate ending. It just ended in a huge drive by. It was crazy. Um, <clears throat> didn't Sean join, join some sort of like, um, like cult or like wacky after school club at one point that was like brainwashed. Do you remember that? Am I making yeah, that up? Yeah. I- no, I don't think you're making it up. I, I, uh, I think it took place in the Tanner's basement. Mm-hmm. Um, they dre- they were all like goth, right? Weren't they? Was it like, oh, yeah. Goth? Yeah, it was yep. goth. Um, right. So, yeah, I think that happened. And then they have the, uh, the little bit um, of Sean living with the, the teacher for a little while. Uh, and oh, he's I about, forgot about that. Yeah, he's about to adopt him. And then his dad comes back or something. Right. Uh, and then Eric uh starts out as you know your typical older brother right uh starts out as your typical older brother who's just kind of a jerk and then as the show goes forward he just turns into this completely dumb goofball um not without you know it's beneficial i mean he's a goof um, and provides some good comedic relief as the show gets more serious Um, yeah no he always has he always when he grew his hair longer and he had like these wacky like harebrained schemes and it got very zany quickly he reminded yep. me of um did you ever watch reba i i'm happy to say that i did not damn it there's um the the god what the hell is that kid's name it's what it's whatever the uh the uh daughter's boyfriend was that's that's who that's who it reminds me of but whatever we'll we'll delve into that yeah well, we'll reba to... was a great underrated show how about that okay Okay. I mean, obviously, since you can completely recall it. Um, so, no, I did, not watch, I did not watch Reba, but Boy Meets World was one of my, my favorite TGIF shows uh, by far. Mm-hmm. And then we get into Hangin'. Oh, hold on real quick. Trivia, yeah. or not trivia, but fun fact. I forget the guy's name. Um, when we have Danny on to talk a little more in depth about uh, Boy Meets World, our, our, uh, our friend and bassist, Danny. Marty and I are in a band. We play music together. Our bassist, Danny, is an expert on all things Boy Meets World. The, the man who wrote the theme song for Boy oh, Meets World yeah. came to our show, and we have a picture with him somewhere. Well, we'll, we'll have to dig it up and share it out. And uh, we didn't believe it was him. We made him get his license out and we interviewed him, fingerprinted him, went on Wikipedia and it turned out to be him. So the guy who wrote the Boy Meets World theme song was hanging out at one of our shows. Which one? Which one? Uh, whatever the good one is. 
Well, I mean, they, they change it, right? They, initially, it's just that... And he's flying through space and stuff sitting in the Well, it can't be that one. That one's terrible. Right, and then they, they do like the the boppy one. The, yeah, that, that would be the one. The more Saved by the, the Belly one. Right? Okay, okay. So now, yep. yeah, that guy did come to a show. Um, so good for him. You guys got a picture with him. I looked over in uh, confusion as why you were getting pictures with uh, some random guy. So you know, it was either that or pay the bar tab, and we had you do it like usual. <laughs> that does sound correct. Um, yeah, Steve, I, I'm on IMDb trying to find this person, and I I can't find your Reba person comparison. Hold on, no I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find it. Just keep talking, and I'm gonna find. The, I'm gonna not like the way he looked, but the way he acted. He was like aloof and goofy, but sweet. No, I, and, I hear you. So so you look that up. While um, little known fact, and one of the things that people don't realize is another awesome show that was on TGIF was Home Improvement. That was on TGIF too? Mm-hmm. Briefly. I, and then, then they moved that. it to a prime slot uh, in the week. Um, but no, Home Improvement, one of my favorite shows of all time. Before that jumps the shark, Randy leaves, Mark becomes goth. I checked out. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about recently, I heard rumors that they're thinking of rebooting that. Hopefully with the same cast. If they start over, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. Um, but all these shows, if you go back and watch them now, uh, especially that one, because Tim Allen is, is the typical you know, man's man in that show. And, and there's a lot of things that you could not say on a show these days that, that they say, and you can talk about almost any show, right? Um, you know, it's a stay in the kitchen. Don't go to work for, uh, for Jill. And when Joe got a job, it was a whole thing. Oh yeah. He was pissed. Yeah. He was pissed. Um, but yeah, so that was on there briefly. And then we get into hanging with Mr. Cooper um, which is getting towards uh, when I started to check out on TGIF. Well, I mean, had different Cooper. priorities in life. And that's, and honestly, that was, you, you mentioned that's when you started checking out, but that was the beginning of the demise of, of the ratings and why things kind of started going to different days and they had different programming blocks on mm-hmm. different days. Like it was on Tuesday. It was like Roseanne and Home Improvement and all. Right. We started getting older and we were doing things more socially. We weren't home. And the demographic that they were going after that grew up with it just became too busy for it. You know what I mean? It's like cats in the cradle. You know what I mean? Um, no, and, and you're right. And But hang on, Mr. Cooper, I do that and Sister, Sister, I remember still sister, watching. Sister. Yeah, T and Tamara Mallory, which yep. is a mouthful to say. Right. Um, but no, I, I remember watching those, and then they tried to do, um, uh, what were the last two? Uh, like Clueless and Sabrina, which I never. Sabrina I, was huge. Like, I, I just didn't care. It just didn't resonate with me. Yeah, and I never, you know, other than Clarissa explains it all, I've never been a Melissa Joan Hart fan. She has a weird face. Yeah. And a weird, she talks, she's got like that Alicia Silverstone thing going where she like moves her mouth weird. And like, is she hot <laughs> or is she just like, I don't know. I can't, I can't feel the world may never know. Yeah. But yeah. Clarissa was, that, that was, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about that one at some point. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Come in my room, strange boy with a ladder that he keeps outside of my house. Sure. Why not? Well, they did that on Saved by the Bell with uh, Zach and Jesse, too. He used to just come up through the window. And then, you know, Dawson's Creek. What's her? Uh, Katie Holmes or whatever always came in through the window. Yeah, and then she became a Scientologist. So yeah, that that's happened. what happens there. Uh, and then Melissa Etheridge wrote a song about all these people coming through windows. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, out of closets into uh, through windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, some of the ones at the end of the TGIF run, I can't speak to, I never saw an episode of clueless. I know it didn't have Alicia Silverstone, but I think, uh, what's her Stacy dash was still in the sitcom. Is that right? right? Yeah. Um, 
So some of the characters came over um, from the the movie to the show, but mm. you know the main character didn't, and that's mm. a big you know drawback to adopting anything when you have to change the right. character. Well, I um, think TJF, I, not to interrupt you, did something before I forget. They did something cool that we're not glued to TVs and specific TV stations, I think, like we used to be. I mean, there yeah. was appointment television when we were younger. TJF had this whole concept of during the most popular years of the, of the programming blocks, whatever was the highest rated show, like the previous like week or two weeks or month, whatever it was, they would host the programming block, but in character. They would oh, I do, forgot do, about you that. You know what I mean? So they would yeah, have I forgot like, you about know, that. like uh, Uncle Jesse or whoever the hell it, it might be. They would they would have that and they would host it as as that. And also they would then pop them over to Saturday mornings and they would introduce yep. the Saturday morning programming for the day, like all the Saturday morning cartoons. And that's when, yeah. you know, Disney got involved in all that stuff. But yeah. And also, yeah, I forgot about that. They would have like competitions. You could do like video submissions and you could host TGIF from your house and you would um they would either send a crew or you would rec video record yourself watching the shows giving commentary on the shows and they would give like real people chances to like host it from their living room that was a thing when was that that was i don't know it's somewhere on here but that was a thing i did not make that up no i mean i believe you and i vaguely recall it mm. uh but now i'm just you know picturing john stamos as uncle jesse saying and now here's family matters have mercy yeah, yeah but it was like Stop a real like life. fourth wall like surreal kind of thing it's like well now you're 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 admitting that you're part of a programming block and not a real person but you're doing it as this person so it's it's very it's very odd but i thought it was cool and no one thought anything of it and if anything it just connected you more to 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 the shows it was genius now we don't have the patience for that that would never happen <laughs> no i definitely don't have the patience um the technology today has completely ruined my attention span right uh it is gone so guys that was uh we just wanted to touch briefly uh on a tgif overview i think in the future we're going to dig uh deeper on some of these shows you know full house uh family matters boy meets world um kind of you know flush those out a little more but mm -hmm. just wanted to talk about something that was a part of our Fridays growing up um, and kind of give you a brief synopsis of the things that we recall from those days, uh, what those shows kind of felt like to us and, and what stuck with us out of those shows. Yeah, it was a it was a much and we and that's the whole point of this thing. It was a much simpler time for sure. We didn't have you know, we were more worried about what was going on with these, you know, fictional families rather that was more important and a bigger deal than what you know we had going on and it's nice to be that you know you know ignorant and that innocent and that's kind of where Carefree. we were where we were then you know what i mean ignorance is bliss when you're a child you know you you have a lot of it you know also i do know a lot of ignorant adults but we that's a, we talk about that now. i'm one of them i don't pay attention to anything and i'm happier like that yeah mm -hmm. so all right well cool well, thanks for tuning in everyone please go to our facebook page truth of our youth the Ultimate Zennial Podcast with Steve Wozniak, Marty Vidic. Spread the word. We're on iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, a couple other things. You can kind of Google it. and just Breaker. Use, yeah, uh, Breaker. I don't know. It keeps telling me pushing it to all these different... <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, definitely uh, find, find Steve on Grinder. Yes. He's easy to find. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, thanks for tuning in. Share this out, and uh, we appreciate it. And we'll, uh, like I said, we're going to upload these, you know, once a week. If there's something you want us to talk about, or you want to come on the the podcast itself, shoot us a message on uh, on Facebook. We will ignore it for three weeks, and then say, yeah, sure. Sounds good. Thanks for tuning so until, in, everyone. Yeah, until next time. 
Later, skaters. Recording. I think that I think it's working. There's no there's no kind of indicator here, but I think I think we're rolling. It says recording on my end. Oh, okay. Well, then I did it. I'm a genius. Good job, man. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Truth of Our Youth. The, I guess the first installment here of our new what we hope to be a weekly a weekly podcast here. I'm uh, I'm Steve Wozniak. Marty Vidic here. Hi, Marty. Hi, Steve. And you can Good hear me here and everything's everything's fine. Well, you yeah, can see me. No one, no one will be able to see us, thankfully. Yeah, I mean, that's a big advantage for us. That's why we switched from uh, video on Facebook to podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so a zenial. Okay, so that's 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 kind of what we're focusing on here. The, the truth of our youth, why we are the way we are, things that shaped us, molded us, uh, turned us into uh, bitter old men. Um, a Xennial is defined as a late seventies, early eighties birthday. Okay. So I was born in 84. Uh, and Marty, yep, you were in, born, uh, you were when? 82, 82, 82. All right. Gotcha. Um, so I uh, defined as an analog youth and a, and a digital adulthood. You know, we kind of had the, the, the best of both worlds there as, as it were. No, absolutely. I mean, we grew up playing in the yard, playing with friends outside, riding bikes, going through, you know, grade school all the way to high school, right. uh, minimal technology. I had a cell phone as a senior in high school that was analog and you paid by the minute and it mm -hmm. sat in the door of my car in case I crashed it. Right. Gotcha. So we got to grow with the technology. We weren't born with it. Uh, we have it now, but we have also had the opportunity to see it evolve uh, into something that you know, has become a part of everyday life, just like this uh, podcast. Yeah, no, that's true. And what's weird is I, I remember, obviously, the, the, the simpler times and didn't miss anything like this. Uh, but now I'm like, how, how did we ever life bef before no, this? That's a great point. And sometimes it feels like you're too connected today. Uh, and you do look back at that simpler time. And I always reference an episode of Full House where there's an emergency in the Tanner household mm -hmm. and they're looking for Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse is out on his motorcycle. Right. And that's the end of it. Right. Know, there's no call Uncle Jesse. There's no, let's see where he is, track him on GPS. He's just gone. Yeah. And sometimes I think that our loss of that solitude uh, can impact us, right? No, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. I, and, and you're right. That was the end of it. I mean, Christ, how many... How many things did I need assistance with uh, when, when I was younger and I was home for, for hours at a time and I'm just figuring it out and it was fine and, and I'm, probably, I'm probably better for it. I mean, but yeah, I didn't, when I went, got into middle school, I remember Encarta 96 coming out and I'm like, I don't have to look through encyclopedias yep. for answers to things. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And then, you know, it got progressively, you know, uh, more more powerful and the internet it was more of a thing and and it was uh it was it was exciting and but i didn't realize the the where it it would insert itself into 
into our lives. It it just became something uh, like symbiotic, you know, and it just really started intertwining itself. And you couldn't do anything without without technology. And, uh, you know, and now I miss it. You know, we watch all the old yep. shows and, and Full House and Family Member, uh, family, family Matters and, and, and Seinfeld. And you're like, it's so antiquated, but God damn it, you know, you miss it. No, you, you do miss it. And, uh, you know, I think there's a balance that we're uh, losing. Uh, you're talking about that self-reliance that, uh, and patience. Mm. You know, I got a three-year-old daughter at home. She's got any show she wants to watch within three minutes. Um, I also saw a meme floating around where if you missed an episode of Friends when it originally aired, you just missed it forever uh, right. unless you recorded it, right? So the I TV think guide of, came in handy. Yeah, the TV guide. That's right. Or that horribly slow scrolling bar channel. Oh my God, the, preview, um, the pre where, preview guide? Yeah, preview and guide, all yeah. you wanted to know was what was on ESPN, but ESPN was channel... Uh, let's say 80. Right. And as soon as you got to the bar, it was on 86. So right. you knew you were going to be there for a minute to figure right. out what was going on. Right. Um, but I think what we're trying to address on this podcast is the things that we grew up with as children. Uh, we want to revisit uh, not only movies, not just TV shows, but also video games, uh, the game shows that shaped us, the stuff we used to watch. Uh, on USA when we were home from school, uh, sick or kind of sick or not sick at all, but we're right. staying home, uh, spending the early morning hours with Bob Barker uh, and The Price is Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just go into some of those toys that, that we used to, you know, play with growing up, um, talk about some of those retro cartoons. And, you know, they are retro at this point, your He-Man, your Looney Tunes, um, you know, the original DuckTales. That's I was a Tiny Toons guy, side note. Yeah. Rather but, than the original Looney Tunes, but we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we can touch on uh, TGIF and the mm -hmm. evolution of that. Sure. Um, you know, we're going to, you know, your He-Mans, your Shiras, the spinoffs, mm -hmm. Beta versus VHS, mm -hmm. Blockbuster and Errol's video being out of things, and you just couldn't get it. We had West Coast video in, uh, in Parkville. Yeah, All-Star video on... Uh -huh. uh, in Oberly. If we are also in Maryland for any of you that don't know. Right. Um, but we'll try to, uh, you know, stay regionally unbiased when we come to these reviews. Yeah, sure. And it's funny. And Marty mentioned, you know, he has a, he has a daughter. I have three kids myself and now our kids are rolling through all these shows that we used to watch. And it's funny. They don't notice the lack of technology, the, the, the clothing, I guess if we brought it up to them, they probably would. But the 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 meat and potatoes of the show that's what that's what the kids are getting and that's what that's what they're enjoying and that's what they're latching onto and they don't notice what's not there they're able to latch onto that wholesome you know fun shit that uh that, that we did growing up yeah and that's a great point and the thing is they can go through these shows in a matter of a week and see right. every single episode I actually was looking up some facts on He Man yesterday. And uh, I was what a surprised you have. I <laughs> that's true, but I was surprised that it said that He Man was only two seasons. Really? But then when I dug a little deeper into that, each season was 130 episodes long. Okay. So, well, that's pretty solid. Yeah. So it had a good run, um, but definitely not something you're watching in a week, right? Regardless of where it's available to stream. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I said, this is just a little intro podcast here. 
just to get to know us. I'm Steve. That's Marty. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can just uh, search for uh, Truth of Our Youth, the Ultimate Zennial Podcast. Like I said, we're going to drop these once a week. You guys can, you know, message us there on Facebook if you have any suggestions of things we should talk about, things that we miss. Um, you know, if you, you know, whatever, just hit us up on there. Um, you know, we'll uh, be hitting you guys up to, you know, kind of get some ideas from y'all. So I don't know. Check check iTunes. I guess we'll let you guys know on the Facebook page when it's officially going to drop. But, uh, you know, stay tuned. This is going to be, it's going to be good stuff. For the Truth of Our Youth podcast, I'm Marty Biddick. For Steve Wozniak, we will hear from you next time. Shut up. Goodbye. <laughs>